Sometimes I think it's a good idea to uh, share how how where's the connection is with the with the guest. You know what I mean? Well, how we met? Yeah. Yeah. How you met? What are you guys? You know. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was that one time at band camp. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See. See. <laughs> We're in prison. Oh man, this is good stuff for the podcast. I'm telling you, see? Oh man, you're gonna live in infamy with a bunch of sounders now, Scott. You see that? You're gonna be welcome back in no time. That is just so funny that you watched it just what last night with Liz? Yeah, she had never seen it before. So I brought it up for Scott's like she we're watching it. Oh man. All right, cool. so I think I believe we're ready then, right? Sounds like it. Right. Okay, Scott sounds good. Coming in clear, so Yep, here we go. All right. Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing you don't listen. I know where you live. That's right. What is going on? Bad boys and bad girls and bad things. And my voice is going to crack in any minute. And yeah, bad voices. That is me. Do I really sound that bad? No, but I mean, we just know your voice so well. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, even I'm a little congested. I've been fighting a cold for the last couple of days. So. All right. I'm going to um, keep it down to a minimum. Yeah. So I apologize yeah, cool. if I sound like crab, but I'm here. We're going to do this. We're going to pull through episode 355 of the Bad Boys Podcast. We're going to randomly rant on all things movies. I am your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always. Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. Now, was that you sniffing up blow off a hooker's ass? Hell yeah, baby. Are you, are you ever running up? <laughs> <laughs> For Wall Street style, I see, huh? You know how we do. That's it. That's right. And I'm, over here and is Tony, a.k.a. MCP. That's right. And we have a special guest this evening. Um, if you've watched my YouTube videos, you've probably known and uh, you'll recognize the voice. But uh, yeah, he is luckily he put on some clothes, even though it's not video, but I'm glad he put on some clothes. I think podcast. it's still a good idea if you're going to do the podcast with or without video, you keep your clothes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, just, I'll yeah, be right back. That's then. just a rule, right? Oh, shit. Tony's going to go put his clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, joining us this evening is. Hi, this is Scott, otherwise known as Scott. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for having me on your podcast this evening. No, thanks for joining us. You go yeah. by a different name on Twitter, though. Oh, the handle is Vinyl is Alive. That's uh, right. Yeah, that was created a couple of years ago, just just for giggles, and uh, it seemed to be it's growing since that time. Yeah, and that's how I I stalked you. I mean, I found you was on Twitter. And uh, I just started collecting vinyl, and I seen you talking to other people that I, you know, Morgan, our mutual friend on Twitter. Shout out to Morgan. And uh, found out you lived in La Costa, and I'm like, oh, wow, he lives super close to me, yeah. And uh, ran into him at uh, Monster Palooza, or was it Son of Monster Palooza? Uh, I believe it was Son of Monster Palooza. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah you were getting D. Wallace's signature. Um, you had to sign about t- like ten thousand items, so you weren't going uh, anywhere. You, you know, they don't charge per sign; they just charge. One. Oh, I'll let Scott answer that question for oh, you. Uh, you. Carly, just... ask him how much he spent that weekend. Oh my goodness! 
you pretty much just hand over your credit card, you know, and uh, they hand it back at the end of the show, bruised and damaged and beaten. Uh, <laughs> Duct tape on it. It was about four figures for that weekend. Wow. He did stay in a hotel, too, though. You know, well, that's he, true. And he had some food. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, you know, we had McDonald's, so that kind of pushed the envelope a little bit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get 10 nuggets versus 20 nuggets, I mean, it's just, you know, that $5 racks when up. Man. When, you, when you supersize, that's when your wallet starts hurting, yeah. Seriously. And I'm standing no. talking to D. Wallace, and it's like a Nicholas Sparks film. I can hear my name being yelled from down the corridor. Scott! And I turn around, <laughs> and there's Fonzo running, and he's in slow motion because I think he runs just slowly. And I uh, just coming down the hallway there, and uh, that's how we met. That was connected. Yeah, and then poor Donaldo, he's sitting around, standing there waiting, and this guy talking for like 15, 20 minutes straight. And I look, keep looking back. I'm like, oh, sorry, Donaldo, hold on, real quick, real quick. Um, There's just so much to talk about, you know, and it was like, hey, finally get to meet in person, you know? Oh, yeah. And we just started talking. Oh, it's kind of like a stripper. If you're paying the money for it, your time is my time, honey. Hell it's yeah. Too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> on the twenties, money, money, money. Who do you trust? Yeah, exactly. So, um, his his vinyl collect. He's been collecting for thirty years. So his vinyl collection. I'm sure I've talked about on the podcast. It's just immaculate. I mean, he's got like everything. And if he doesn't have it, he's going to get it. Um, and he recently got his Holy Grail, which was a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street before Monster Palooza, because we were going to meet. Pretty much the, almost the whole cast of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So, um, but yeah, you've been collecting for thirty years, and and like, like yeah, so tell us, so what, tell the Bad Boys podcast listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I've been sober for about six hours now, and <laughs> oh, crap, wrong meeting. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, let's see, uh, Arizona resident, moved here about 15 years ago, was in the Army for 10 years, uh, was a death investigator uh, for a couple of years, and also worked as a death transporter for Oceanside Mortuary. Wow. So, what, yeah, uh, it's it's been an interesting wild ride. Now I own a business, but uh, vinyl had always been uh, an interest to me. And especially when I visited a record store in New York City called The Colony, uh, which unfortunately has since closed. But this was back in the 80s. And I saw this beautiful part one, two, and three album, 3D, on the cover from Grandma Vision. Uh, that was produced about 1982. And I picked that up and just that was it. The, the vinyl obsession grew from there. Uh, took some hiatuses while I was in the military, but kicked it back in full gear about five years ago. And thanks to Alfonso, uh, he's helped me acquire some uh, in the last year or so, year or two. Uh, so I appreciate that. Thanks, Fonz. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just kind of keep an eye. Uh, I keep an eye off each other. Like for me, I'm, like I said, I just started last year and my record has just been starting, but he started when like the big major, like uh, the record companies that we follow, like Waxwork and Mondo and Death Waltz and everything. Um, you started when they first started. So you've been able to collect a lot of theirs. Um, you know, before they've gotten super pricey now, you know, and now they don't release them anymore. So mm-hmm. you, you got, you got in on the right time. Um, but we both had mutual uh, love for like, you know, horror movies and horror soundtracks and, and signings. So, um, he's a resident. He loves to visit Dark Galaxy and so do I. And in fact, we were, we were just planning about going this Saturday again for another signing and I'll make a video of it, um, 
but uh yeah we just figured we we're gonna run into each other everywhere so like we should just you know hang out and sure enough we we've hung out pretty much uh ever since then since we met at monster palooza from like uh Bunch of different signings. We went to go see Scream when they released that 20 year anniversary. That was awesome. Got to meet David Arquette. That was rad. Yeah. And then we went to Beyond Fest. Um, got to meet Ken Free. That's a funny story. Oh. <laughs> That's Scott, a man. When Scott travels, man, he brings in like his amoeba toe bag, his waxwork toe bag. He just comes, he just comes ready. He's clock lock ready to rock. I mean, he, he's like, just never know when you're going to need him, but you have him. Man, we must have had Ken Faree sign about 10, like 20 vinyls that day. He gave me, he gave me his <laughs> sign, pretend they were mine. It was, it, you know what it was? It was like a merry-go-round. Like I'd come in, a sign, I'd spin around, and then Scott was right there signing stuff. He'd cover, spin around, then it's me again with somebody else, like, just beside, just without the disguises, without the funny glasses with the mustache. It was just still, hey, you mind sign this? He's like, no. My, we, we probably saved about $250 that night, right, Scott? Just doing that? Uh, Easily. Does that increase the value of the the records? I assume uh, it does. Uh, the well, there's a number of vinyls that were either limited pressings or that are so. I mean, from the 80s and 90s, the ones you'll find nowadays are in disheveled condition. So if you have a yeah. top notch product, but you add the characters to it, like I have stuff that Gunnar Hansen signed, and he's been deceased for some time. People that have stuff by Angus Scrim from Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of these legends, these icons, have been passing away the last couple of years sure. uh, that, that we grew up with. But ultimately speaking, yeah. I mean, Carrie Fisher, when she passed away, signatures were on the average of about 50 to 100. Now they're going 500 to 1,000. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it makes good sense, yeah. though. It's like these people are, you know, cult icons for something they did 30-plus years ago. And their signature is is a finite resource. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I, I can like, see that. Like Mark Hamill charged like a hundred bucks, and Sky just happened to see run into him at a party and got him to sign. I don't know how you hold. I don't know how he had a, a record in his pocket, but somehow Scott had it, <laughs> had it on his person. And he's like, "Hey, Mister Hamill, back. you mind just signing this?" Like, whoop, you know, like you know who's a magician is Scott. He hides records in his jacket. He was a he's a prestige. He's went. I just happen to have this vinyl and this marker right here. You mind? You know, totally got it. But you like, got yeah. you gotta be. <laughs> you gotta be. That's that's your model. Tell them one of the like one of your most successful like flips you've done that, that you purchased and then. Uh, this one actually, uh, well, the second most successful was thanks to Fonz. Uh, he pointed out the fact that La La Land was releasing the soundtrack and they had a limited press. Only 75 copies were being signed by the composer, Justin Hurwitz. Well, all of a sudden, you know, it's winning, you know, Oscars and stuff like that for the score. Those purchased were what, about $25, $28 plus shipping. But they mm-hmm. gave us a discount on the shipping because they were shipping late. Mm-hmm. So I totaled it out. The average for the album was about $12.50 and it resold for 150 uh, so yeah, thanks, Fonz. Oh, I appreciate. Yeah. That, man. I I just wish you would have bought. We should, I should have bought a second one too. <laughs> well, the one that exceeded that was the Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in 3D. The one yeah. that Waxworks released with the lenticular 3D cover. Yeah, they did limited on that and had it signed by the composer, and that went for over two hundred bucks. So. Yeah. Some of the signatures can be quite lucrative, no doubt about it. But, you know, if you're going to do crack, you've got to sell crack. 
if you're going to collect items as such, like albums or DVDs or whatnot, sometimes you got to move inventory or sell some things to to continue to replenish the fact of having money to buy more items. So it's sure it, it is an addiction. You got to. You gotta make money. You gotta what is it? You gotta spend money to make money. That's it. Spend money to make money. Yeah, and Harley knows all about selling crack. He used to sell crack back in high school. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. just to make a living. You know what I'm saying? And then first and, one's always free, baby. <laughs> and Tony was this number one customer, right, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> he was kicking the habit. He was a couple years younger than me, but you know, got to get him started young. That's right. That's why you went to over to his elementary school. Started giving it to me. <laughs> Kid, you want to you want to be a rock star? You want to fly? Come over here, kid. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, so Scott. Yeah, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Like I said, we were just talking this evening. He was just like talking about, oh yeah, do your podcast. I'm like, yeah. What are you reviewing? I'm like, oh, the Prestige. Holy shit! I just watched it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, oh man, you'd be a perfect guest. You'd be perfect to get on here. I've been wanting to get get you on the podcast for a while now. So this just is just perfect timing. I mean, it really is. Completely. Well, you know the film that's there's one or two or a couple of films that you watch and you could watch it over and over and over again and you still enjoy it as yeah. a film? Like Star Wars. God knows how many times people have seen the original Star Wars over and over again. Right. Um, Prestige is definitely one that's up there in like the top 15 or so. Absolutely. For Harley, it's Human Centipede. He can't get enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's the kids around and they watch and they have such a fun time and a blast. That oh. was a fun <laughs> I think the interesting thing that makes without well, I we should probably get into it in the review, but yeah. So. Before that, yeah, yeah. I just want to get in before we get into the uh, the review. I just want to know if you guys had seen any extras because I know this guy just went to a premiere of something recently. Oh, for the Black Room. That mm-hmm. yeah, that's a new film. Well, newer. It was produced uh, last year in 2016, but it's finally. It's hit the screen, it's been released, and now uh, it's coming to Blu-ray in a couple of months. Uh, the the key factor is, at least for me, was the the point that Lynn Shea, who's, of course, you know, noted from Nightmare on Elm Street and Insidious and otherwise, uh, is in the film. Uh, so her and Natasha Henstridge, uh, uh, yeah, you, you got to watch it just for that factor. IMDb quotes it as a 6.6. I mm. think that's a little high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, look at Harley. He's like, yeah, talk to me. He loves it when something's not good. <laughs> uh, it, it, that's a little optimistic, but mm. but it's about a succubus that's basically hidden in a room in the bottom of a uh, a house. I'm not going to give everything away, but uh, it basically takes over. Uh, it is definitely definitely. I, I'd encourage watching it. Uh, it. The beginning of it's a little bit slow, but it, it definitely picks up the pace and uh, the spe- Special effects are pretty solid on that. Tony wants to know if there's a lot of titties in it. Yes, it's worth watching. There you go, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's we usually get. Tony's a simple man. That's it. You know, you put titties in it. It's you know, you get you get another point from him. So yeah, you're good. Now we're having fun. <laughs> oh, look at Arnold's joining us tonight too. See, when you talk about titties, Arnold just pops on in, man. He just you can't stop him. He's a machine. He's a Terminator. You're, you're gonna have, what is it? Uh, four and a half and a half breasts. There we go. Total recall style. Three and a half. Three tits. Well, there's two of them that are fully naked, and then Natasha's in the uh, in the tub. So they oh. do just enough just to hide it, you know. Oh, so you don't get you don't get species yeah, but 
but yeah, you get some good cleavage going on there. Okay. Because we just recently reviewed Ghost of Mars, and not Ooh. so good, Al. <laughs> you know, we were just a little one point. Yeah. I mean, in Species, man, God, I love her. She is fantastic in it. I just realized she didn't say much, so that's probably why it works. And she gets naked a lot in it, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. Really, you know, when she does talk, she only says, see, man, see, they were smart. They knew just enough. I just realized. Yeah. What? You talked that's about the, the sorry, 6.6 on IMDb. That's uh, 16 people reviewed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me give it a 17. <laughs> I mean, so, so I always... You got to give it one star. IMDb historically artificially high at the at the beginning of its review cycle because the only people that get onto IMDb and rate it right away are people who just saw it and liked it. You know, if you see a movie and you don't like it, you're not quick to get on IMDb and give it a six. You know what I mean? But if it's a nine or a ten, you're quick to get on there and click nine or ten. So you'll see yes. these movies, they get especially if it was they're, like a free, they're high be, early on. And, right. Especially if it was like free for them. They got a free premiere. They got to see it a couple weeks early. Yeah. They're, they're on that high, like, yeah. So, yeah they, I'm sure that 6.6 will settle down to the low fours, uh, you know, or the high fours, low fives. Give it uh, another zero after that 16. Well, well, that, yeah. well, that was pretty much the cast and crew, I would say, would be 16 people. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they got it covered. Same. And even then, if they only rated it 6.6, that's, wow. Even they didn't like it. Yeah, It is written directed by the same guy. Uh, it's not putting anything down. Ralph is cool and everything, and the, cre- yeah. and the cast was pretty cool, especially Augie Duke. She's she's dark and mysterious. She plays, you know, like the Wednesday character from the Adams Family in this film. Oh, nice. Um, but Natasha uh, did not get up and go to the front and speak during the Q&A. She actually really? sat in her seat, huh. uh, her and one of the other gentlemen that had played in the movie, uh, which I was rather interesting. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, well yeah, you, got to, you got to go to the, they yeah, didn't yeah. Believe the project. Uh-huh. Yeah, they either didn't believe in the project or it was just yeah something she yeah. just did. You know, hey, I'm helping you out with this or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you got to me, you got some stuff signed and there's a little Q&A. And like I said, you never know. You know, you get a premiere, you give it a shot. You know what I mean? But you were, you were, you were out there networking too, so making well, moves. Well, that's know. the thing. I mean, some of them, you know, uh, Lynn Shea, I got her to sign that Nightmare on Elm Street album. So I was, mm-hmm. that, that, that did the night for me as it was. Yeah. You, you know, didn't, you didn't want her to sign your Kingpin DVD? You know, that's the one DVD I couldn't find. And I was running, I was in a hurry and I couldn't find it. When she's sitting in the back seat with the la 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 la. Uh huh. Ben, can you recreate that for me? I just want to film that for her. <laughs> <laughs> Take a selfie with her and that's what she does. I yeah. wonder if anyone's ever asked her for that. That's, if I see her again, I'm going to make her take a selfie where we'll just do that. Nah. Probably Christian. Christian's asked her for that he, one. He would do it, huh? I think I smacked across the face. So like, yeah, it's not going to work. And that was in the bathroom <laughs> in the back. That was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So overall, so then what would you give, uh, the, was it the Black Room? What would you give in our rating system? Uh, yeah, wow. I'd say a, a C minus, closer, yeah, to a D. So would that be a waste of time or? You, you want to watch it, but you're probably not going to watch it more than once. Unless, well, scratch that. Natasha does make out with a washing machine. What? Say, what? What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Rewind that. What? She makes out with a wash. Okay. I'm just trying to picture that in my head. The washing machine have a huge cock or something? (laughs) (laughs) I love how you were trying to find a word that didn't matter, and you just gave up and just said, cock? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Does does the washing machine have something that rhymes with, I don't know, dick? (laughs) 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 I love how you asked your go-to. Like, he said make out with, so you automatically thought cock. I love the way you think of it. I had to. I had to get Ross. You know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You see those films where the girls sit on top of the washer and it's vibrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of similar to that. You know. Uh, yeah. Who wants to volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm guessing you're going to buy it for a dollar. We might guess. Right. Well, like I bought hatchet. Yeah. I bought hatchet from Walmart for two bucks. Uh, if you see Black Room for two bucks at Walmart, grab it. I'd there buy that for a dollar. That's a big endorsement. In fact, they're going to quote you on the DVD cover. Like that's <laughs> that's exactly your buy it. <laughs> if it's a two dollars, buy it. Don't right. think, purchase it. Yeah, so, motherfuckers got to buy it. That's it. Oh man. Well, I mean, like I say it's still a cool experience. You got to meet some actors and some get some signatures you never get before, and you had a quick little Q and A, and you got to do some networking too. So not a complete loss, but you know, you got to see some yeah. movies and. Check yeah. out with the washing machine's cock, so that's always a good time. Hello. Ah. <laughs> Harley, <laughs> Harley, did you see any anything else? Any extra? Not a goddamn thing. thing. You watched you watch the first episode of Silicon Valley, though. I did. That's, I love, that's like my favorite show right now. You're living there, huh? My yeah. favorite scene from that last episode was the dude at the with this Lambo trying to pick up his kid, and he's just cursing up a storm in front of all oh, the yeah. moms, in front of the kids. And he goes, oh, fuck. I got kicked out of this school. My daughter got kicked out of the school. I'm in the wrong school, aren't I? Fuck. He keeps cursing and just takes off yeah. and just peels out. That guy's guy crazy. That guy's crazy. But yeah, that was a good uh, time. Yeah. I did see something really quick. I, um, uh, Denaldo purchased something, gave me his code, and I was able to watch, what was it? Oh, Teen Titans, the Judas Contract, another one of those WB animated films. They just knock it out of the park, man. They do so good. Um, this one's the Titans are on the hunt for the villainous brother blood, not realizing that they might have a traitor among them. You got Robin, um, grown up, he's Nightwing, and you got the new Robin as Damien, who is Bruce Wayne's kid. You got, uh, Starfire, uh, Raven, Beast, and you got, uh, what was the other one? Fuck, I'm forgetting a couple. But, uh, yeah, great animation, great voice acting. Um, the action's always fucking kick ass. I love the animation, I love the drawing, I love the, um, the voice work, and, uh, just, just really, and then something in the humor. And they even mentioned a podcast. They even mentioned Kevin Smith's podcast. The fact that Towards the End Beast is on the podcast. So I think that's always a cool, that's always a plus. But these, I don't know why the, the DC movies, the actual live action movies can't get it right, but the as far as their animated films go, they kill it every time. So this one, I absolutely loved it. Very high yeah, vibe for dollar. Why, why is it the animated always looks out, but they can't get the live action? I don't know they just have so much more freedom, and you know they can. Everyone can be in costume, even walking down the street it doesn't look weird, you know. But you do it in the movie, it's just like you know, it's a little off, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's but so it's weird. just yeah, it just yeah, they just they just they just nail it. I mean, like um, when Beast is on Twitter, he's talking about like just wanting to tweet something. I can tweet about I'm eating pizza or I'm gonna go eat pizza. Just you know, it's just funny to see him like taking selfies and using phones and talking about podcasts. An animated movie. I don't know. It's just kind of neat, and uh, and Beast is kind of funny because he can just turn into an animal, 
Um, so whenever there's like a like horde of like um, soldiers or bad guys I gotta fight, his go to is like a rhino, just to fucking just charge right, take out a bunch of them, and then when he needs to do some real damage, he's gonna go gorilla. You know, it's just it's just I don't know, it's just cool. But yeah, Teen Titans to do his contract, um, very high buy for a dollar. I think you already played it, right, Tony? I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, just in case. I think I interrupted That's the problem. Oh yeah, no worries. So. <laughs> um, let's get right into it. Um, this week's extra credit was chosen by who? Who chose it? I think I chose it. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to steal me, man. my Thunderman. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> sorry. 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 I'm just... Well, there yeah, yeah. I know. I just remember you reacted right away as soon as I mentioned that that's what I was going to sign. You were all you were all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I picked it mainly because it was on Netflix. <laughs> I was like, sweet. We I checked our. Um, episode history. We hadn't reviewed it as all three of us, so why not? Let's let's get on it. And I knew yes. I liked it. And yeah, obviously Harley liked it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So two magicians. Can I interrupt real quick and say I kind of feel like we shouldn't spoil the movie. What? What? So, I, about two thousand six. Look, I know it's it's ten years old. No, people can but pause it. A, they can pause the episode, go watch it on Netflix, and come back and finish it. It's got an 8.5 on IMDb. I oh, know, we're spoiling it. And over 900,000 reviews. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that, I don't think it's going to like drop off considerably. So. Yeah. Um, what do you think? And obviously the, the plot reveal, I mean, there's kind of two, is huge, impactful to the movie. Um, and sometimes you have to watch it twice to like, for it all to sink in kind of thing. Um so maybe we should just like I we can know, talk about it. We'll throw a spoiler alert up. Yeah, we'll we'll double yeah. talk. We'll talk about it with no spoilers, and then we'll get into right. spoiler territory. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's fair. Right. We're used to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, see. So now, Tony, had you? So this is extra. You've seen this before. Yeah, I'd seen it before. Um, I knew I enjoyed it the first time. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd seen it multiple for multiple sittings before. Um, so it almost felt like it was, it was a one-time shot that I saw it before and this was this, my second time. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think, Fonzo, you'd seen I'm it before, watching. right? Yeah, I believe this is my second time as well. Yeah. So it was an, it was an extra for all of us. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So tell me why, okay, like besides it being on Netflix, you wanted to watch it again. You just remember liking it. So you're like, let's see if it holds up or. Yeah, pretty much. I want all of us to talk about it. Because I know I'm sick and I'm medicated and I'm just like trying to wrap my brain around it and I'm like I'm like try, I'm like moving slow down I'm like uh, uh, Billy Madison when that guy's talking all fast slow down <laughs> I'm like you're throwing me all this stuff going on here I'm like you got this going on this going on I'm like writing down taking notes got the whiteboard going off I got this going this going and I'm like wait what and I'm like then those guy drops something at the very end I'm like. You son of a bitch. I start going on Reddit threads, start looking at YouTube videos, explaining the ending, going to review, and I'm even more lost. So I'm hoping by the end of tonight it could all be explained and I can fully give it a good rating. Um, but I did enjoy it because, you know, there's Nolan, great score, great performance all around by Bale, Hugh Jackman. I mean, it's Batman and Wolverine. Come on. Yeah, it's not alike, right? So it's, yeah, throw in a Black Widow, you know, throw in Michael, yeah. Michael Caine, and you can't, you can't go wrong, you know what I mean? So... And it's a Christopher Nolan film. I mean, on the mm-hmm. tales, you know, with coming out with me- Memento and things like that. Yeah, that what, what he was gaining. And it had a very yeah, Memento it, feel to it. Going in, like starting it off, 
you know, with the mm-hmm. with the narration and the the timelines, yeah, the, the non-linear yeah, storytelling. Big fan of that for sure. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's definitely something you've got to watch a couple of times before. I mean, some of the key elements sink in because it somewhat it has a fast pace to it, and if you know if you're not watching closely, you're going to miss things. Um, that's why I'm not surprised, uh, Fonz. You're a little, uh, you know questioning it what was it all about because it's it's pretty deep and it, it uh it's like going down that rabbit hole yeah and then i see people arguing on the comments saying no it's this and like no this is why and it's like oh i'm just eating popcorn watching like reading these comments people going like i love that it i love when movies do that you know people get different interpretations but i'm thinking i don't know if nolan's ever talked about it or discussed it but it's got to be you know definitive ending right i mean inception kind of did that right so i remember <laughs> yep and i was thinking of that movie too um, yeah just thinking about his style i mean he he definitely christopher nolan's got a different take a, a different way of filming that uh, kind of leads a few things to the imagination i think it lets uh, the viewer fill in the blanks somewhat sure i will say this movie i don't think has quite the ambiguity that that inception does at the very end like it explains you know how both characters did the transporting man essentially and and i think that's the big reveal so to speak um but it happens at the very end of the movie and it happens very quickly Mm -hmm. and i think unless you so this was the i think this is probably the third time i've seen it and the second time I saw it, and I, I remember us talking about it on the podcast, so I think it might have been that time that Tony took a break. But I think, and, and Fonzo, this, you know, this is right there with you. The second time I saw it was years after I saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so when I watched it the second time, I didn't remember exactly the details of the reveal. And so I'm watching the movie and i it's like it's like watching you know you can it, it, you know for me i, I kind of relate this movie to um to fight club kind of thing if you know what happens at the very end you watch the movie completely different you know what yeah. i mean you yeah. every tiny little dialogue every scene it, you know it's scott you're pointing it out like every little word there's so much and if you miss one and they're obviously all in british accent so you, I love watching this movie in subtitles. Um, you can miss something. Mm-hmm. What happens at the end, when you watch the movie from beginning to end, everything lines up so well. It all makes sense. There's nothing wasted. There's no dialogue that's lost. There's it, It's like it's this perfectly crafted murder mystery, and every single word is a clue, is a hint. You know, um, and for me, that just makes the film brilliant. Um, like you said, yeah, watch it again. Watch it all those clues are there, right? <laughs> What's that? So, what Without wanting to give it away, it's a little hard to delve deeper into it. But you're, of course, I, I but agree I agree with you more. It's easy to watch the movie, and if you don't remember the reveal at the end and you're just watching it and you're just enjoying yourself. Yeah. I saw this years ago and you know, I was playing on the background or something. I missed this scene or whatever. It's absolutely understandable to be confused as fuck 
throughout the entire movie, especially if you watch it in different settings. Because the time frame, the editing of the film, it's very difficult to be like, oh, well, this is the up to this point. It doesn't have that first, second, third act. You kind of have to watch the movie from beginning to end. Yeah, see, I started it. Yeah. It's homework. It's, you've yeah. got to pay attention. But for me, I, there's a huge payoff at the end. Right. Well, and I think I started, one, of, yeah. one of the genius things about the film is that it is, it is structured like a magic trick. Which is what the movie's yeah. about. So they're teaching you about how to present a magic trick while presenting a magic trick themselves. You start the movie off with this, this, this setup. Some guy was, is in jail, and, but you know he was set up. But that's just the setup for the magic trick. That's the whole movie, which yeah. you get the reveal at the end and, and, and you know, the, it, it reveals it all. But within the context of the movie, they're talking about the whole, you know, the, the turn, the prestige, you know, all, all the things that make up a magic trick within the movie. And there's little side secrets within there. You know, the, 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 the two magicians are constantly trying to one up each other. So they, they're holding on to their secrets and how are they doing things? Um, and so you're in, in the movie, in the magic world. And at the same time, you're getting tricked. And I think that's that's where the the the, the multiple layers of the, of the movie of, of Nolan's presentation of it really really works because yeah the one of the one even within the movie themselves they say okay after you you give them the prestige nobody's clapping yet because they're going wait yeah. wait what the fuck you know not the not the prestige but the turn right yeah. right and they're going and so the, as a viewer when you're first watching the movie you're going what the fuck. Um, you know, you're kind of confused what's going on, and so the it's up to the movie at the end to finally give you that the the prestige, which is you know the title of the movie. Um, and I think that layering of of the whole magic idea, the world is is really cool. I think that's really really what makes it makes it. Now, this is, I think this is the first time I get to say it. Now, did your wife watch it with you, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Like yes, that? yes, yeah. she did. Um, and, and she claimed that she had seen it before, but mm -hmm. she, she didn't see the end coming. I was like, yeah, there's no way you watched it before. And yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, you I had the exact same conversation with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no way. Cause this is, this is the kind of ending where, you know, like it, right. like a fight club type thing. Um, yeah. uh, but it was cool to see, to see her reactions, even as things were being revealed. Um, cause there's multiple, levels of reveal at the end it's not just like one twist there's right. several twists that come at you yeah. um eat your and... heart out in my shaman exactly Ding dong. yeah so yeah and sky you saw it with your significant other correct uh yeah she has there... she had not seen it before and i've seen it at least i would say close to 10 times nice oh uh, it was just happenstance that i uh, brought it over and we watched it last night and while I'm struggling to keep my eyes open, I mean, she was riveted all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's a movie that captures, sucks you in. And uh, yeah, I, uh, See, Scott Smart, he, he bought a movie that he's already watched a hundred times. So if he falls asleep, he won't miss anything. It's all good. I, I will say this. <laughs> if, if you're not in the mood to sit down and really focus on a movie, you know, yeah. it can be a challenge to get through the movie. It can be homework because you do have to pay attention. And as I was explaining to Chris, like as we're halfway through the movie, it could be it, it, 
a, a lot of people could be critical, especially in today's YouTube generation. I know that's kind of a cliche, but but so many people they want they want that, and even I complain about it on the podcast. You know, we compl- I complained about uh, what was the last movie last week. I was like, we're halfway through the movie, and I still don't know what the fuck is called. Oh, the beautiful beasts animal, the fantastic beast. beast. <laughs> beautiful yeah, animals. I was like, I'm I'm like an hour and fifteen minutes of the movie, and I still don't know what the fucking plot is. <laughs> kind of have that in this you're like okay i get it it's two magicians they're you know they're going their own way they kind of work together but they but they're obviously there there's something else going on you know we we see one in a fucking drowning in a box at the very beginning and the other one's on trial for murder it's like what is going on and you're an hour into the movie and you're no clearer than you were five minutes into the movie and an hour and 20 minutes into the movie, you still have more fucking questions than answers. And that can discourage people. People can be the first time we tried to watch this, me and Chris, yeah. we got like 45 minutes into it. And she was like, I, I can't, I'm tired. I, I, I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, I feel tired. Yeah. God damn it. Like I just, you just need to watch it to the end. It's just like this mad, it's this magic trick. You know did what you, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have her wired up to like that machine in Clark Orange with her eyelids yeah, straight open? Make sure she'd watch it. Vindy well, little brother, Vindy well. She's like, I'm going to bed. I can't. I would have. I would have if I had to. Yeah. All right. Well, take it. So should we give a review or a rating before the spoilers or after? I, I think we should give our, our our rating and then we can spoil the shit out of it. Okay. All right. Well, let's go with our guest first. What uh, what would you give this movie then? Since you've watched it so many times and it's in your top top. Uh, for this, I hate to say it, for this one, it's an A for me. I well, mean, I huh? definitely I'd have no problems watching it again. That was a fucking movie. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> what about you, Harley? So for me, you know, I obviously we've talked ad nauseum. I, I think Christopher Nolan is in the top. I mean, he's easily the top five working directors right now. He's he's brilliant. All of his movies are are amazing, and this one happens to be one of my favorites. Probably top two. Um, two or three favorites of his film. I think it's brilliant. I think it shows um, a talent like, you know, again, you kind of compare it to that, to, um, to the fight club for what I was going to say earlier. um, It's an amazing feat for a movie that relies so heavily on a plot twist. And maybe, I guess maybe plot twist is, is is unfair the reveal and so once you've seen that reveal you're kind of like oh okay cool i get it but oftentimes those movies that rely so heavy on the reveal you're not interested in seeing again because then if you know you know who did it kind of thing it's those it's the action movies that we can watch over and over again because it's visual or the comedies because we know those jokes and we laugh at them but for just a, a drama mystery like this where the entire two hours all comes down to that to that prestige at the end, but I still want to see this movie over and over again. And why is that? Because there's always these times. Like I got a lot out of. Uh, there were several things, little you know, again those little dialogues, and I was like, oh man. That, and as I was watching it, I was telling Chris, I was like, what she just said right there, how you didn't. 
you don't mean it when you say you love me right now, but last time you did. That's the whole movie kind of thing. That the whole movie, I and mean, it's just one thing. You know what I mean? And there's a couple of those. Um, I think it just goes to show how brilliant filmmakers can be um, if you're willing to sit down for two two hours and ten minutes. And so, yeah, it's absolutely Slater. Um, anybody, sh- everybody needs to see this movie. That was a fucking movie. Damn, MCP. That was a fucking movie. Wow, <laughs> three Slaters. Wow, this is oh, almost guaranteed certified oh, Slater. Oh man, well I really enjoyed it too. I um, I don't know if I can put it in Slater status just yet because I'd have to watch it again, or maybe talking about it with you guys could help me out a little bit. So, um, for now I was entertained the whole time. Um, and when you got, when you got Bowie in the movie too, I mean, come yeah, on, you can't cool. go wrong, man. Yeah, he was really good. And and Andy Serkis finally without makeup. I mean, come yeah, on, shit. you know, <laughs> it's, it's you gotta give the man some credit. He was fantastic too. So and you know, Scar Jo is always you know she's always getting nice on the eyes. Um, yeah, a lot of plots twist towards the end. Now and they do a good job explaining everything towards the end too. It's just the, at the very end, I was just kind of like scratching my head, and I'm like, hmm. Okay, so, so I know he might kill me, but for right now, it's definitely a high buy for dollar with potential. I'm going to use Tony's word. I don't understand a word you just said. <laughs> oh, no. I do. I don't say Tony. I'm sorry. All um, right, all right. Yeah. So, I'd buy yeah. that for a dollar. Yeah. So, okay. So now, everyone listening, if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and pause the podcast. Go, it's on Netflix streaming right now. Go ahead and watch it, and then come right back and listen to the podcast from here on out. Because from right now, we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie. It's all about ending, talking about everything. So, Tony, without any further ado. The following may spoil the movie for your poor, sensitive ass. You've been warned. Okay, so when I was talking to Scott at night, um, right before we got on the podcast, I was like, yeah, I just watched the, the prestige and this and that. It's just the very end when you see Hugh Jackman, um, corpse in the water tank. I started scratching my head. I'm like, huh. I'm like, I kind of a little bit confused. And Scott's like, oh, you didn't get it? So we started talking. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know what? Hold that thought. This is all good stuff. It needs to be recorded <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean? Awesome. I was like, really? I was like, because if anybody loves to dissect fucking movies, it's Tony and Harley. And I'm like, you'd be perfect in here. So I'm just going to sit back here, save my voice, and listen to you guys talk, man. This would be great. I think it's interesting. And I think it's, it's, um, I like Nolan's decision not to dumb down the Tesla plot line by Mm -hmm. giving, just being so blatant by using the word clone. I think. It, it's constantly, I mean, we, we, we see at the very beginning of the movie with the hats. Right. We yep. see it with the two black cats. Um, you know, but the, but Tesla and, and, uh, and the monkey, monkey man, I'm going to call Andy <laughs> yeah. monkey man. Um, they never say it. Mm-hmm. And, and so as the film goes on, you're constantly like, well, what, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm confused. And even when we see Hugh Jackman shoot himself, you're still like, but wait, what the fuck? I'm confused. <laughs> um, 
But I think once you've seen the movie and you know the reveal, when you watch it, all those scenes make sense kind mm. of thing. Does that make sense, Fonzo? Yes. Okay. And you definitely need to watch it more than once, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I love to watch it like in one full setting. Like I said, I was watching it late last night. Um, I had watched um, the homework, and then I was and then I was like, "Well, I'm still awake. I'll watch it." Got about 20 minutes in and started falling asleep. I'm like, "All right, let me finish it tomorrow yeah, we, this morning." Well, we had a short turnaround this week too. We went from yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, but yeah, I wanted um, yeah, I wanted to yeah get some get them, get through them. But yeah, this one was like, "Fuck, man, this one you really got to sit there and 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 take it all in." Right. Well, you get the good explanation from Christian Bale about the fact that they are twins, he and his brother. And basically, you go backwards into the film when they're seeing the Chinaman, and they're trying to figure out where he's placing the uh, mm-hmm. fishbowl. Yes. And then they're watching him climb into the carriage, and there you have Christian Bale explaining of the fact that's the act. It's living that. It's total uh, dedication to the trade. To the entirely. Law. And it's interesting how at that point he Jackman rolls his eyes. He's like, "Yeah, kind of whatever." But mm-hmm. at the reveal at the end, it turns out he he said, you know, at a certain point he was Lord Caldwell the whole time. Yeah, but he was mm-hmm. living his life as Angier, mm-hmm. and and that was his act, mm-hmm. and, and and that was the big fool on on them all. It's just yeah, you know, um, Christian Bale made a big deal about it, but it was actually what. Uh, Hugh Jackman was doing the entire time, and he didn't find that out till pretty much the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think the theme of the movie is they both keep, they f- both feel like they're one upping the other one right. through the through the diaries, through through uh, uh, the Beale care or not Beale, um, <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, they're constantly thinking they're one upping the other one. And obviously, it it starts off with a bang with the with the death of the wife, and then the the, the next wife hangs herself. I mean, it's you const it, it they they are losing everything around them. Yeah, just that, for, that the obsession is what's sucking them in, and yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. You know, it, it's destroying their lives rather than it's it's consuming them. Uh, just like uh, he tells. Uh, David Bowie, you know, well, you know, uh, you know, as a man who's obsessed, you know, that I'll never give up pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, but it can also be the end of you. Right. Exactly. And if you look carefully, when you see the flames coming up, I mean, that's why the blind guys were in the back there every night. Uh, oh, yeah. He was killing himself. He was, he was drowning himself 101 times. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And, partially, and, he, that was, and that's why at the very beginning it was like limited engagement because he knew after he shot himself for the first time just out of sheer panic he knew that in order to pull off this magic trick he was going to have to experience drowning yeah but one because of the best essentially it's his clone that survives essentially well no that's the thing that's one of the best lines of the movie is when he's at at the end when he's dying and he says um, it took courage to climb into the machine every night, not knowing if he'd be the prestige or the man in the box. Mm-hmm. He didn't know, yeah. you know, he didn't know if he was the real one or if he'd end up being the real one or the clone. Yeah. Like he just, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't know. Cause there is that one, uni- uh, like the kind of the one, that one scene where when he's about to go in for the first time, you see him have a gun already. 
and he puts it yeah. to the side there, you know, if he's going to need it or not. Like, you're like, wow. Know. Why? He doesn't know. Yeah. You don't know if he can trust this clone or not, you know? Yeah. Because there was that thing, too, where if a clone, would he know everything he knows as, as opposed to a twin? Yeah. Right. Well, it, it seems it seems like it, it, it takes whatever memories he has from the moment they got cloned. But what we never know is, mm-hmm. is the clone the one that stays in in the machine? Or the one that gets yeah. teleported away from the machine. We don't know exactly. which one is the clone. Just like we don't know which twin is constantly, you know, playing, um, you know, who. You know, obviously we have these two characters. And you see, um, I, I always forget the names. Um, uh, da, 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 da. And so it's Alfred. Well, and what's Alfred's, the, the, the name of his twin? Um Oh, oh, when he was uh, a makeup, Fallon. Like... Fallon. Fallon, thank Fallon. you. Yeah. So we never know which one is Alfred and which one is Fallon. And they even ask, and he goes, we took turns. Yeah. You know, we didn't know. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was, what's so funny? What's yeah, so funny? Turns. I took turns. It's such no, a he, he does say at one point, we were both, he does say at one point, we're both Fallon. Yeah, exactly. Both the same character, and they, and they live it that way, and that's how they live their life. Uh, <laughs> but the book itself, um, the author is Christopher. Oh, he's priest, and it was based on a novel from yeah. just uh, the year prior, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah uh, ten years prior, and uh, the novel is way more explanatory about things, uh, more so that. Uh, Every night it was he'd go into the machine, but he would step away and the machine would duplicate and boom, drop the uh, duplicate or the prestige into the box and kill it. Uh, that's that's what the bo- that's at least how the novel went, as far as I remember. Gotcha. Huh. And I think well, the movie doesn't go that route. You know, right. it, the movie lets you lets you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too. The trivia there's there's a thing that says a uh, a major plot point that is usually missed is that Angier could have made a single clone of himself and thus could have performed this trick without having to kill himself each night. That he chooses to do the latter is consistent with his character. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm thinking of Michael Keaton's multiplicity, and I'm yeah, waiting, you know, <laughs> we love that movie. You know, uh-huh. let's drop yeah. him into the box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the more he keeps cloning, it gets, it gets dopier he gets. <laughs> I love the line. I love the line at the end with his daughter when he tells her, "I promise, I'll take you home," mm-hmm. even though he knows he's on his way to be hung. But he knows that his twin brother, who nobody knows about, not even her, is going to take his daughter home. Oh man, my mind is exploded right now. Yeah, yeah. What, what makes me wow. believe that That's it's crazy. the one thing that points it out, if you tie it all together, that it's the duplicate and it's not him, is recall the fact when he had um, uh, the uh, the gentleman, Cutter, uh, not Cutter, uh, the, um, the duplicate uh, that was playing him, uh, the drunk guy. Oh, Root. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It would all oh, alley. Uh, that's uh, not a, one of the guys. It was always basically he was not happy about the fact of being the one down below. Yeah. Not, you know, taking his vows below the stage, you know, no one cares about the guy in the box. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, for that being the double, 
it just leads me to believe that you know he would want to be the one to survive each night and and dump off the duplicate so he but it could sounds like he didn't know which one he would be you know, it's just a thought, but it's but the movie doesn't it it leaves well, it open. You know, it's it's well, like any other science fiction movie. It opens up a can of worms, essentially. Mm-hmm. Pandora's box of well, what if? You know, it's like it, like you pointed, you raised the question: Does he clone his memories? Well, I would up to that point, I would assume yes, but we don't know. And if you were a clone that had all the same memories, you wouldn't know if you were the clone or the original. Exactly. And ultimately, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter if it tastes like a steak and it smells like a steak. God damn it, it's a fucking steak. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, but imagine like you—you you, every every time he goes to to perform, he has a a gun with with a bullet in it, and he's going to play Russian roulette with himself every night. He doesn't know if he's going to get the bullet or not, but he still does it. A hundred times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All nuts. within yeah. the obsession of trapping Just uh, Christian Bale yeah. and sending him to death. Well, yeah. Well, and because was he killed reason. his wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, the, mm-hmm. the movie always comes back. There's always something at the end that brings back to the beginning that makes sense. So it ties up everything. There are no loose ends. There's no. Every time the wife picked up on that. When you, when he said I love you and she's like I I just don't believe it yet yeah, I don't, today, I don't believe it today and it makes it that much more special when you do say it you know what I mean and he even goes to Fallon and says hey she she's picking up on the the we don't love her enough so mm-hmm. c- could you could you help her out or could you help me out and 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 try to convince her that we do love her mm-hmm. he he just talks to him like he's his right hand man and then there's just some sort of conversation off screen that we don't see between the wife and Fallon. But it makes perfect sense if you if you know that he's explaining because they, they're all in on it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's why his transported man works, and it doesn't have to kill anybody yeah. because they take turns. So nobody is under the stage every single night. They both get to experience right. that applause. They both get it, and so um, you know. And so it's it's a uh, you know. Uh, I, I just think it's brilliant. I think it I think it works so there well. Is, there you know, is like one... you pointed out, you can watch this movie a half a dozen times. All right, and let... still little things. I'm I'm curious what you guys think about this one thing that I that I had a question about when they capture okay. Fallon. You know, uh, the Angier, Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. They capture Fallon. Yeah. How did they not fucking figure out that he had a, a face on? I remember he went straight into the box and they nailed it closed. Right. Uh, then he took his shot. Yeah. But like, but still, like, that that is like, that is a perfect opportunity to find out, you know, grill him more. Like, so, so they interviewed him, asked him all the questions from within the box. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah, they didn't. Well, he's got a gun in there. Yeah, but he but he only had one shot. <laughs> That's a good point. He could have um, t- he could have kept firing. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it again. How does he get out? Uh, they they bury him. Him out. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's like, how fast can you dig? Right. Yeah. Um, so they basically took him and they just dumped him in the hole. And uh, I, I, they didn't get the fact uh, or take it into consideration. It's yeah, to to ask him what the hell was going on. Right, and, and that's 
didn't know he was the twin. Like, right, and yeah. that's the only one, only part where I feel like that was um, for the plot, oh. just to progress the plot. They left those details out because mm-hmm. that's that's a perfect opportunity for for them to have pulled him out of a box, tie him up, you know, grill him. You, you saw he was sure, willing to sure, get his sure, hands dirty. You. He's he's kidnapping this guy, so obviously he's willing to get his hands dirty. Why not try and you know and and strong arm him? Time to chair and you know put him under put put him in the spotlight and you know and interview him properly or or interrogate him. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, the no, only. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't. Yeah. It would have taken away the mystique, though. It would have yeah. taken away the rest. Oh yeah, of yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. The whole Stop movie reveals. The whole movie relies on nobody knows. Right. Yeah. It's just. It's funny. It's, I was reading another trivia where it said uh, early on in the movie, Seto's nephew asked of the bird, "Where's his brother?" Yep. Is a clear foreshadowing of fact that Borden has a twin brother. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. Was interesting. Absolutely. Oh, there's so much foreshadowing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, like you say, with multiple viewings, you kind of pick up on all of it. And just. I mm-hmm. thought what I, my interestingly my question was, how come. Um, Alfred knew to write Tesla in the note. Where did he come up with Tesla? How did he? No, he didn't. Did he, know. Where he did just he wrote write, it. Did he even write? Did he write that? Or no? Well, I he, think he never wrote clone. No, he wrote Tesla. No, he never wrote clone. Wrote right. Tesla, which yeah. sent Hugh Jackman to Colorado. But they both went to the Tesla like um, science show. Mm-hmm. They got canceled basically at the very beginning of it. So he probably just said, "Oh, I'll just throw a red herring at him." Essentially, exactly. And, and it's a believable. The the word Tesla was actually the code, the cipher to break his uh, journal. Right, right. But that's why I think the reason he chose the word Tesla is because it's a believable code. Right. Yeah. The fact is, yeah, because he tesla was at that time being condemned for all the things that he was doing when he was trying to yeah. create as far as energy was concerned but the thing is is alfred had no fucking clue that tesla was going to build angiers a fucking clone machine no no you of course not I mean? he had no idea yeah right that's, that's, just, that's it was just something to get his brother out of the box yeah it just it just backfired on him. yeah exactly it totally backfired <laughs> but the fact like, is there well, both of their Go obsessions ahead. led to their death. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, the whole kept... the the whole plot started with him thinking that the double knot would work. He wasn't mm-hmm. trying yeah. to be evil. He wasn't trying to kill him. He was like, oh yeah, he was cocky. It was the it was the cocky brother that said, yeah, I could do this knot. Yeah. The non cocky brother didn't do the knot. You know, so mm-hmm. and that's why he couldn't remember what knot he did exactly. because it wasn't the it was the other brother. The other brother would come exactly. into contact. Because exactly. that was my thing. It's like as as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, obviously it it you know Jackman's character points it out. You how do you not know which knot you tied? Mm-hmm. How do you not know? Because he wasn't but the it, one who tied it. He was the one who tied it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he seemed to be the more sensitive one, the the one twin. He played it that way when he was around yeah. the wife and did this, and you know he went to the funeral. Uh, you, you definitely see there's a little difference in the personalities between the two twins. They, they, they yeah, both... I think the one, the, the, you know, the Alfred character that marries and has a daughter, mm-hmm. he seems to be the one that is sort of the main, the main, uh, I think the main he's Alfred the, he's the actual inventor. 
I think he's the one who actually is the brains of the group. Yeah. Yes. And and he was the one at the end who was dressed as Fallon when the brother said to him, you know, you're right. I screwed up. I, I should have left it alone. I shouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, gone out there. Um, the sensible one tried to stop him from going. Yeah, so the, the move. So this is my question. Interestingly enough, I because I don't know uh, Tony and Scott because I know Fonzo. You don't know what the fuck. Um, <laughs> which one? Which one gets which hung? One, which one go, go? Which one ends up with the daughter? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is the real father the one with the daughter, or is the twin end up with the, the daughter? The real father. Uh, the, yeah, the twin is the one that the one that went to death was the one that was screwing around with Scarlett Johansson. See, yeah, I the was, one that's, okay. That's what I gathered. That's the that's the conclusion I got. The obsessed okay. one, yeah. the one that just really, really had it out for uh, for Angier. Yeah, which which it, it put a nice little kind of Hollywood bow on it that the guy yeah. that did the double knot that was a, who was obsessive ended up dying along with the obsessive Hugh Jackman. You know, the obsessive ones got their comeuppance. The right. guy who just wanted a family, he was he he ended up you know surviving. Yeah, and it was interesting how Michael Keane flipped like that once he found out that it was total BS that you know he put him you know in jail. That uh, set the whole thing up so he could get his revenge on Angier or Lord Caldwell at the end. Kane is all about the illusion. Yes. When he finds out that it's now a science project, he's not all about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, it, he, he knows it so simply. It's the double. It's a body double. It's the only way he could do it. And he was right. He, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. No, I – Fonzo. Does this all does this all make sense? How does it? Uh... Yeah, well, I'm watching. I'm gonna have to watch it again for sure. Now that you know, put all these pieces of the puzzle together. Because, yeah. like I said, I when they says it's a twin, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. And then when Hugh Jackman takes out his clones, it's like, okay, there's all they just going to constantly, constantly want to top each other, you know. And it's and it's great. And then at the same time, I'm thinking, I feel Nolan's trying to do the same thing and trying to trick us too, right? Like he's gonna have one more step at the end. I kept thinking about the. The trail at the end of Inception, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is gonna be something else. Like Tony sure. said, you're totally right. You you know, the whole structure of the movie is you know the setup, you know the turn and the prestige, right? Or how do they say it? it's what the yeah the, the, the reveal yeah, I think you got, the, I think you got it right. Yeah, it's a reveal at the end or something. Yeah, um, it's when you come back, you can make it disappear, which right. never impresses anybody. Right, you have, you have to, to make re- it you have to show back up. You Essentially, can... watching the movie again is right. <laughs> yeah, making something dis- it disappear isn't enough. You have right. to bring it back. That's that's the prestige. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, reminds me, it reminds me of that scene when the the guy took out that bird, you know, and he's like, "No, he killed the bird." He's like, "No, no, it's right here." He's like, "No, I saw he killed that bird. I saw it." You yeah, know, yeah. And he's like, "Yes, that's a sharp son you got there." Uh huh. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's like you said before about uh, the Fight Club. When you know what happens at the end, you go back and you watch it, and you see a totally different film. Exactly. Right. You watch it from yeah. a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. So, and it only gets better. I mean, that's the sh- fucking wild yeah. thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. You when I watch Fight Club again, yeah, it just holds up like even yeah. more. I'm like, God damn, this is a great fucking film. And you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the procedure is the same way. Yeah. I mean, now that you've you seen it for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, now that you know what happens, you go back and watch it. You don't have to. You're not caught up in the complexity of it. You can start to eviscerate or tear some of it apart mm-hmm. uh, for some of the bits and pieces of what it's there for. Yeah. Unfortunately, the DVD doesn't include any kind of commentary. 
So you don't get any perspective from uh, Nolan or yeah. any actors or anything of the behind the scenes answering some of the questions. Yeah, I guess they want everyone else to figure, you know, yeah. to figure it out on their own. Well, it's a, so the ultimate one is the same year that this movie came out. Ah, <laughs> yes. I was wondering who was going to bring that up. Yeah, oh, yeah. There was another magician movie, The Illusionist. There was another magician movie starring none other than Edward Norton and Paul Giamatti. Yep. Yeah. Yep. About The Illusionist. Well, who came out and first? And I remember seeing the movie, and it's got a 7.6 on IMDb, which obviously isn't as good as Prestige, but it's still damn good. And I remember seeing the movie and going, God damn, this movie sucks. And I've never <laughs> rewatched it. Yeah. And now, whenever I want to watch a movie about fucking magic, Abracadabra, I'm put on the prestige. Oh, I think it's a very wonderful. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to go back and see the illusionist one of these days because I remember not liking it. Um, but and yeah, funny, with that funny, 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 funny you said Abracadabra because, like, I was reading another trip and said the main character's initials spell out Abra Alfred, Borden, Robert, and Andrew. That's oh, an there you go. Maybe that's How do you like that. that? Oh, jeez. All right, yeah. let's put that crap together. <laughs> let's see. How, let me tell you how many people found that interesting. Let's see. Um, Three. 393 of 422. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Simple people. So right on. Well, cool. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, so it seems like everyone that's watched The Prestige seems to really enjoy it. Um this guy's got storytelling at its best. One of the user reviews on IMDb, it's got like nine out of ten stars. So, it's just really, you know, like I said, when I watched it, I thought the performance was great. I was totally engaged. I said, I just find this fucking cold, and I was just, must have been dozing off in some parts. But like you said, Harley, if you miss some parts or you don't miss anything, it could get, you know, very cold. Oh, yeah. sure. It, it, I remember. It definitely be homework. I when yeah. I started the movie, yeah. like it, the the intro, you, you like the the fade in. Is mm-hmm. that the at the hats? I paused it. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, we can't miss anything. <laughs> you have yeah. to start it here. You can't. You you can't even wait a couple seconds." Yeah, yeah. You go to the bathroom. You get somebody right now because we are not getting up. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Wow, it's interesting. The Prestige was made for forty million, and it grossed at well back at the time fifty three million. So I'm wondering if it made more money or had more traction when it was finally put on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, I I could totally imagine this movie not doing well in the theater because how do you how do you sell it? Yeah, a fucking book about you know dueling magicians. Like I, I don't know if I want to see that movie. <laughs> and there's no action. It's it's but, completely. Right. But it was, and it was before Nolan's Batman trilogy. So I mean, yeah, his name exactly. Is, so know, we have so we got nothing. I mean, you know, I think he did uh, um, Insomnia before. Um, which we all know and love, or at least I know and love. Um, and I think, but yeah, people, they wouldn't know what the fuck to do with this movie. Um, but I think as, as Nolan's career has moved on, we go back and see this as an absolute perfect example of what he does oh so well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why... You know, looking forward to Dunkirk. You know, it's been a while since seeing oh, from him. So that will be an absolute theater movie for me, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. 
So, all right, so I chose the homework. I figured maybe I haven't watched the comedy in a while, and since Christmas is right around the corner, I figured it'd be perfect time to watch Office Christmas Party. <laughs> this is directed uh, by Josh Gordon and Will Speck. Um, I, when it, it came out on December 9th of 2016, yeah. and I don't know if it did well or not. I can't remember. I can I tell like you it, if you'd like to know. Oh, well, okay. Well, all right, why don't you go ahead and tell us then? So, uh, rated R. I don't know how well rated our comedies do during Christmas. Yeah. Um, hey, what about Bad Santa? That did really well. Did that it did really? do really well. I oh. think so. I want to say it did. Made, they made a sequel. Oh. Well. Hard, hard is going to check now. Oh, Let's yeah. See. Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah, that got a 7.1. That was close to the prestige. Yeah, Ooh. you're right. It was yeah. cheap. It only cost $23 million, and domestically it made $60 million. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's good. I'm not surprised they made a sequel. Right. Office Party cost $45 million, mm. and it only made 54 So, mm. um, four and it made 59 So, you know, ultimately it did okay. Right. But uh, I had never even fucking heard of this one. So you didn't see the trailer or anything? No, not right got, and I didn't watch the trailer before I watched the movie either, so I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, but you helped pick it. Fonzo gave us an option yeah, between this like, and Patriot's Day. I don't know Day. about a comedy. I can't remember what the other one was. So Patriot's was like, Day. Yeah, whatever, I'll try. I mean, <laughs> shit, I love these actors. I love these. these now that I'm a huge fan of, of Silicon Valley. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. And I was like, I'm all aboard. Exactly. Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, hell yeah. And I was going to 5.9. And I don't, and I, I don't think it like, like we were saying earlier. I don't think I agree with the rating of this one because I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I actually had fun with it too. Like I said, I love Jason Bateman. I love when he's dry. I love when he's a dick. I love it when he's you know when a different character he plays. He just can't. He just can't do wrong with me. He I think he's great. And T.J. Miller, you just have all these like comedy people together. It, it, I don't. I don't know how it can fail. I, I know Kate McKinnon and Rachel Dratch from uh, SNL, so I already like know their stuff. I already know they are. And Kate McKinnon as HR lady, she was killing me. She was cracking me up. Yeah, Rock Cordry, I watched him Ballers on HBO. I see him in it. Plays the same role again. I mean, he, you know, he's doing great. And then you got um, people been playing Carla, the security guard, throwing in John McClane references. Oh yeah, he gets to go John McClane. I love that. Even little small characters like that. The fucking Uber chick had me cracking up when she oh, had yeah. Jennifer Anderson in the car. She called her Carla, Carla, Carla. Someone stole my TV guy, Carla. I mean, little shit like that was cracking yeah. me up. Olivia yeah. Munn as, as a hacker. I'm like, sure, why not? It's too hard to be a hacker, but sure, whatever. You know, you're Cody. Maybe you'll get brownie points from Tony. Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh uh, this is the you knew debauchers gonna come down. I remember seeing the trailer, like seeing cars flipping. They, they they throw they mentioned Fast and Furious. I'm like, yes, I'm like <laughs> sold. Um, uh, you know, uh, the 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 snow machine, and all of a sudden, fucking blow gets yeah, in that it. That was not the one work. like bad cliche that just kind of didn't. You work saw it for coming. Me. You see, they they set that up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you see it. I mean, you know, because you got corny bands. And uh, he's talking about, you think you can swing from the lights? I'm like, oh, shit. You know, everything's being set up again, right? Every little yeah, job is yeah. being set up. And when it happens, it's going to happen. So I don't know. I, uh, for the, uh, from the, the, the little boss and making fun of, he, he orders himself a hooker. And you got, you, you got, um, what's her name from, uh, Workaholics, Jillian Bell. Oh, she's great. The, the, the pimp. Um, the one that's oh, like, yeah. when she pulls up to the car and starts, oh, 
Yes, she's. I never. I, I didn't recognize her from anything else. I didn't know what she was. Oh, I, I recognize her from something, but I didn't know from what. Yeah, she pops up in a lot of these new comedies now. But I mean, at Workaholics, she plays as like the assistant to like the the boss, but she's really kind of like nerdy. But she she's kind of like I don't know. She's really hip, and she can she gets she's like cool with the guys. I don't know. She's just hilarious when she pops up. She's she's always a uh, she's always a standout. So I thought she was great. Um, yeah, I had a fun with it, man. I'm not, how'd you guys feel? Tony, I already I per- said this, I pushed, this pushed me to program. Um, ah, yeah, it was all the like, dance music, even yeah, the DJ I mean, bumping music. It it was cringy, is what it was. Like, there's so many jokes that just made me kind of roll my eyes and like, all right, that's kind of dumb. That's kind of dumb. And then every once in a while, like the way I, I, Lainey and I both kind of like we we had to like set a game plan for this movie. It's like, okay, the only way we're gonna make it through this is to kind of see it as a bunch of skits put together. Don't look at it as a movie as a whole. There's just little skits, and every once in a while, a skit would make me chuckle. But, it's not. A, it's but, not a bad. It's not. It's a pretty good way to put to put it. Because yeah, I mean, the movie as a whole is pretty, you know, straight. The 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 story, the the screenplay. Yeah, it, it is pretty much uh, you know sort of uh, easy, kind of lazy to sure, a certain sure. degree. Yeah, it's all contrived to for this one big joke. That's the Christmas party, you know. That's yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's what comedy is. So, um, yeah. So we just like okay, th- several little skits were funny, but then some some of the other ones were pissing me off too much. To, like they they counteracted. <laughs> it's just like okay, that's oh, dumb. yeah. See, oh, and I thought that's stupid. They, they definitely throw a lot at you. It's one of those comedies where they just throw a lot of humor at you, and hopefully, you know, two thirds of it sticks, kind of thing. And yeah, there were definitely some jokes that I kind of like. Oh, that's yeah. Bad. I mean, I mean or, oh, that one didn't work. Like Fonzo, um, do you do you uh, you say you like um, Jason Bateman? Um, do you like it when he um, fondles the balls of the ice sculpture in the oh, eggnog luge? Oh, that shit was fucking funny. That shit was funny. I was like, cringing. I was like, that's are so you stupid. doing that, man? It was just funny. <laughs> that was so I didn't stupid. Get it. And the guy's like, oh, you got that on video? All right, that fucking line, the way you said it. He didn't even really care. He's like, oh, I got that on video. All right. Yeah, I'm that like, felt no, so, that's just so fucking funny. Like, that was like, stupid oh, to me. I was big like, deal. I'm done. Oh, he's having a butt cheek from the back. <laughs> I never, <laughs> that, that <laughs> never works with me. Like, I'm always the guy who just puts my face palms and go, are you really going to yeah. go there just to be offensive to be offensive? Uh-huh. But this time it worked. I like <laughs> on the left. I just thought it was wow. fucking hilarious. Maybe because I kind of like Tony, you know you like you, you like eggnog sculptures too. No, I like Bateman, and he basically plays himself. I mean, it's his mm-hmm. shit. But then he, he gagged you. <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> like, like the thing fucking blew a load in his mouth, and he had to spit out. <laughs> shit was funny. No, oh, Scott, bro, are you really laugh thinking about it right now? Okay. <sighs> so Uh-oh. you think this is a movie I should see? No, I'm asking you after listening to us talk about it. <laughs> yeah, where, where, yeah, where do you come at it? This is like this, uh, this movie or not? Right. Interesting. If I had nothing better to do and got finished organizing my sock drawer. It sounds like something I should watch. <laughs> wow. Tony, Tony's review has uh, yeah. held some weight. You see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's tell you, get a, a, a badass uh, chain. You know. As myself, that I drive a family van, I, I get I appreciate a movie that puts a fucking family van in action in this high speed chase. 
you get brownie points for me right there. And you get the line when she says, oh, you got, you have a family, but you don't have family. And she says, uh, what did she say? Something about, um, this is the vehicle God would drive. I don't know why. That just made me fucking laugh. That, oh, that's she said when it's a... That was one of the jokes that didn't work with me. Because I was like, what? <laughs> God's going to drive a fucking Chia minivan? I'm confused. Uh, you know. Because she, she had fucking parents in the back. The, like, why would she have parents in the back? Too. Yes. <laughs> she's like, it's not poop. Take it. Dude, and then when they're in the meeting and she just fucking rips one and starts farting. I mean, it's so... You don't ever see... You never see that. A fucking it's woman so farting in a meeting. We don't ever see fart jokes movies. I don't know about that. Yo, know, you see fart jokes, but you see from a from a woman farting. You don't ever see that. Come on. And then yeah. we this, and then early on, she's like, "Oh, I've been farting that whole time." Oh, and at the very end, when they're doing the outtakes, you know, they had a fucking blast making that movie. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I wish it, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and for a lot of these people, because they're playing themselves, you know. Bateman, T.J. Miller. I mean, T.J.'s playing the exact same character he does in Silicon Valley. The fucking characters are interchangeable. I mean, I'm surprised they don't actually have the same name, the same, you know, character name. Um, Jennifer Aniston, for her, that's a walk in the park, that role. You know, the ball-busting CEO kind of thing. Wasn't that the same character in Horrible Bosses or something? Yeah, that's exactly. Well, no, she was a a sexual deviant in... uh, who was constantly oh, sexually harassing. Right, right. She was a dentist. She was <laughs> Charlie Day. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. She was nasty. She was dirty in that. Oh, yeah. She but in this one, she, she's just hardcore. She's just a cutthroat. You she know, fucks dude up. She fucks people up. Yeah. yeah. She took, she took T.J. Miller, is, he, plays, he plays himself, or at least what we're familiar with him in Silicon Valley. So, um, mm-hmm. So the movie is easy for them, you know? Um, and so they can just have fun with it, you know? Right. Well, yeah, they all have comedy chops. So, I mean, it's, you know, they, oh, yeah. yeah, to me, I thought it, it, the pacing was great. I mean, it just went, it kept going and going from one joke to the other and it, it totally worked for me. So, hmm. Yeah. It's not long. Um, <coughs> yeah. Check right it, through it. Uh, it. You know, I don't know that I'd ever go watch this again, but I certainly wouldn't. Tell everybody, oh man, don't waste your time with this. You know, if you like comedy movies and you like and you recognize these actors, um, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, I saw that guy in that one movie. It was funny. Yeah, it was cool. You'd like it. It's easy. <laughs> it's right. It's it's rated R. It's not for kids. You know, um, because all your kids didn't watch it. Yeah, no, I definitely. I saw the. I read the uh, the uh, part on IMDb that tells you like why is it rated R. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I was like, uh, "Wait, so you almost showed your kids into drunk?" Yeah, Anna's not seeing this either. So you know, it was just me and me and the wife that saw it. Um, I don't know that she had as much fun with it as I did. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at the at the at the 3D printer, print out that that dude's cock. Now, how yeah, bullshit that is that? No 3D printer prints that vest. No. Oh, so that's what you're upset that's about? Why, that's why I didn't like the movie. You're okay, like, with him, you're, you're okay with him printing his dick, but it just doesn't go that fast? <laughs> yeah. No, it prints yeah. very slowly. See, and that would, have taken, that would have taken six to eight hours to print that size cock. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it. Trust Harley. He knows. The movie for you. He has a 3D printer at his school. Like he I hate it. lack of continuity. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, see? <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. man, that 3D printer sped up, man. It's just... You know, not cool, man. Uh, so it's something worth watching then. 
Okay. I give it a dollar. I definitely better buy it for a dollar. I'd buy that, I'd buy that for a dollar. That would be a waste of time. Wow. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, the, the day Tony finds a comedy the, that's uh, funny. Game as fast as the jokes. Be... <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. We got to find a comedy that Tony actually enjoys. No, there's been definitely been comedies, but we just can't remember because it hardly ever happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure what we do in the shadows, everybody loved. Nope. That's probably the last one. Mm-mm. Right? I don't think so. You don't like it? <laughs> he has no. a computer program, for God's sake. Yeah. I got to so, take a break. Tony just doesn't like it. All right. Okay. Wow. That's the, yeah, that's one thing, Scott. You don't, If you listen to that podcast, it's very, very hard to pick a comedy <laughs> that everyone enjoys. Ah. It's super hard, yeah. Like, Tony does not like Ben Stiller, so any Ben Stiller comedies is out the door. Yep. What about uh, Clue from eighty? Uh, what was that? Eighty five or something with Whoa. Tim Curry just, and uh, Harley just watched that. You what? Harley just watched that maybe a couple months ago. Ah, first time. Yeah, that I one I think correct. is just a classic. It was back Sorry. in the eighties. I don't know what it, it. You just don't get it like you do, like Airplane and a few of those other films that just hit you with it and just keep going and going. Is Clue like that? Is it a slapsticky, like naked gun? It, to a degree, to a degree, but you you gotta oh, pay okay. attention because there's a lot of you know subtle lines that are in there, things that you know they throw back and forth and innuendos, and it just yeah, it's 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 one you watch more than once, hmm. you know, yeah, um, to pick up on things. But it's you know, it's how many years old? Thirty years old, right? But I yeah, I th- I still think that was a pretty funny movie. Yeah. Cool. What's crazy is like when everybody that you know, or like a lot of people that you know that enjoy a comedy, and then your co-hosts don't, you're like, what the hell? Pineapple it's, Express. It's, it's, it's Pineapple jarring. Express. Yeah. I don't I don't like that we one. all like that one. What's that? Pineapple Express. That's one of the ones, the comedy that we all liked. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's far fresh. Like Friday, I didn't know anybody that didn't like it until I met someone. Such a stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do yes, it. anybody, Can't do anybody, it. they love absolutely love Friday, except for Tony. It's fucking weird. It's like it's it's bizarre. Napoleon Dynamite, he doesn't like it. Fuck Napoleon bizarre. Dynamite. Ooh, fucking bizarre. Napoleon Dynamite, it's a goddamn masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny from beginning to end. I don't even care. It's just the best. <laughs> but yeah, that's way. So we try to steer away from comedies, you know, even though we, you know, I think it'd be fun, but. Hey, pop right. star, never mm-hmm. stop popping. I think we all like that, or at least oh, I, that I give a good was one. Fucking hilarious! Yeah, I want to rewatch that one. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, a guy had just said like you know I was telling him how hard it is to pick out a comedy. He said Clue. I'm like Tony and Harley just watched that. We just watched that. Yeah, we just saw it. Yeah, and what did you think? Uh, I liked it. I, I'd never seen it before, and so you know, it definitely shows its age. Um, but I think all in all, it was worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's an older, more subtle type of comedy that uh, sure. just the innuendos and stuff, things they throw back and forth, little things you got to catch that aren't always blatant. But yeah, uh, that's always interesting. That's one. Of, that's a John Landis film. Of course, they did yeah. Wolf in London and all that, and you know, mm-hmm. see him throw some, you know, a nod to comedy there. I, I, 
think for what it was, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Especially Jim Curry in it. It was another one of those ensemble casts, especially mm-hmm. when the movie came out. Right. Well, good. Well, are you deciding then which other, what's the next homework assignment? That's what we're about to get to. Who's got the homework Thank, and the credit? Thanks for the setup. No. No, I, got the, I got the homework. All right. And I don't have anything uh, major. Um, I, there's two classics that I want to see. I don't know if you guys are ready to sit down and watch them. Um, and I'm not positive that I am either. Um, okay, that's the main. That's I like. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> so we might just pick a the modern. So I'm going to give you three movies to pick from. Oh, okay. um, 1973, Al Pacino, Serpico. Mm-hmm. Seven point eight IMDb. <laughs> An honest New York cop named Frank Serpico blows the whistle on ramp, rampant corruption. In the forest, only to say, have his comrades turn against him. Sidney Lumiere directed this one. I think it's one of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you consider yourself a Pacino fan, it's one of his early classics. Right. Um, definitely want to see that. Um, and then the other one is um, <laughs> kind of, again, uh, and I'm sure you guys aren't going to pick this one. It's a historical drama with Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman and Robert Redford. Um, they are the Washington Post reporters uncovering the details of the Watergate scandal uh, that leads to President Nixon's resignation. So they're the uh, investigative journalists that uncover. So that one's based on a true story. And, um, you know, it's it came out in 1976. It's an 8.0 on IMDb. Um, so it's that early Hoffman, Redmond. Uh, so that's another one I'd like to see. And then another one that got obviously a whole fuckload of attention this year, um, that we probably should watch is Moonlight. Mm-hmm. So that's, a that's a modern film that could be, uh, you know, um, right. and you know, easy to sit down and watch for an hour and 50 minutes. The other movies are a little longer. They're two hours, two hours, 10 minutes kind of thing. What do you guys think? What do you, what are you feeling? Yeah, I'm ashamed I've never seen. Have you ever seen any of these movies? Uh, <laughs> I had friends who got up and walked out of Moonlight. Ooh, oh, really? Yeah, that's perfect. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Just yeah, just, it, just yeah. I remember, that, I remember. Wow, I remember seeing a movie and they had a poster of Serpico in the background. <laughs> I'm like, I'm picking Serpico. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll pick it. All right, Serpico, it is. All right. There we go. I have no idea so, if it's on Netflix. All right. So we got the extra ID, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What horror movie will it be this week? Well, it could have been. I don't know if you guys. Let's see if they, I feel like it's be it'd be homework if you guys never seen it. Um. I think a lot of these '80s horror films that you pick are homework for Tony. <laughs> well, you, well, you, yeah, I know. But you guys all saw the guest, right? You guys all finally watched it, right? Can't remember. Yep. Okay. And then you ever see? Uh, your, we saw your next, right? 
Yeah, Tony saw it at Comic Con with me. That's I know right. I saw that. I have not seen Guest. The Guest. You, you've never seen The Guest? No. It's, Harley did? Oh, I'm clicking on it right now. No, I never saw this one. So oh, this really? is homework. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Two homeworks. Yeah. Alright. Uh... I remember you liking it. Yeah, one of the guys that's going to be at that signing uh, this Saturday is going to be in it. So I kind of wanted to go over it again, but uh, um, it's all good. You guys have in it. I wonder if you ever guys. What's that? How about I spit on your grave? The remake. Whoa! I don't think they've seen it. it, Yep, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, the extra extra credit is usually one we've all seen before. Oh, is it? Or like two of the three of us have seen it. One of us. If there's two homeworks, we try to stay away from it. Like if two of us uh, haven't seen it, yeah. This is another one I remember Fonzo reviewing on the podcast. Which one? I spit on your grave. Yeah, I've seen that one too. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, they made a at... bunch of these. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot okay. of spitting on graves. <laughs> the remake is just intense, especially the uncut version. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little much. What about Fonz? Did you bring up a Serbian film? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. We, yeah, that one's certified. We've seen that. We're only gonna, I'm only gonna watch that movie once in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That. Who picked that movie, anyways? It sure as fuck wasn't me. Oh come on! Oh really? You have to ask who picked that one? Oh, really? <laughs> really? Therapy for okay. years after that one. Oh gosh, seriously. Right. We, um, yeah, and I met the director, and I think uh, I gave it a dollar. <laughs> Only Five enough, million. right? No yeah. Did you, uh, Fonz? Did you ever meet the director when he was at uh, Days of the Dead? No, he was uh, there, huh? The uncut version that uh, we have an uncut version of a Serbian film. Oh, he said Jeez. that's not even the uncut, uncut version. Oh like, God, oh, my gosh. He goes, yeah. There's two more minutes that were edited out that uh, <laughs> you don't have the full version. I'm like, it says uncut. He goes, yeah, but that's not the full uncut. I'm like, whoa, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm, gonna really? go, I'm gonna go out right now and say I don't need to see that version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably um, not. Probably not. Yeah, the uncut is pretty satisfactory at that point. That just, yeah, that's good. Right. I was going to see Fonz has got a good taste in film. So, yeah, oh yeah, I heard about it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's got to get picked. We we have to talk about it, you know. So, um, it's just you know, we, guys will watch anything. You know, they give anything one try. So, mm-hmm. um, how about yeah. the remake of Maniac? Oh, we watched that. Yep. Yeah, we watched that. I yeah. was the it, you know. Mm. When's the last time you guys well, saw Tropic Thunder? <laughs> we just watched Tropic Thunder like a year ago. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounds really familiar. Going through uh, a recent. Going through Netflix. I'm trying to think, what's another classic? What's another classic, Scott? Are you talking horror? Or... Yeah, I'm looking at the Blob remake. I'm looking at my DVDs right now. What, did you ever watch The Mutilator? I've never oh, seen yeah. that. Oh, yeah. 
But he said it's got to be something we've all seen before. Oh, it has to be something you've all seen. Or just two of yeah, the three of us. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Netflix is not helping me out. Well, then classics. you got to go back to the original Saw film or, jeez. Uh, yeah. You go back to original Texas Chainsaw. Oh, oh, The Shining's on Netflix. Shining? That's always a good one. Yeah. That's not easy. Shining? Oh, yeah. That's not easy. We watched it on the podcast. I think but we don't have it's oh, not yeah. on it's not on our uh, our results search results. Oh, yeah, is. I don't think we've uh, reviewed it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We'll probably well, talk about I watched it, it within a couple years ago and maybe are you sure it's not on there, Tony? As like an extra? Uh, unless unless you did it when I was was gone, when I was on my hiatus. Right. That's that's it's the quite only, possible. Yeah. Yeah, but that was probably over a hundred episodes ago, right? That's our that's our rule. Yeah, that's right, Harley. Oh, I mean, we can yeah, we can pick it. That's fine. I, I got no. I Ironically, do <laughs> I do want to watch a Clockwork Orange again. Um, I'm all I've seen it once. Really? And I hated it, and I know for you, it's like your favorite. Kubrick oh, fuck movie. that! I love that movie. Yeah, we're just no, fuck it. Let's I switch know to Clockwork you love Orange. Clockwork Orange, <laughs> and I'm the one who always. No, yeah, um, I just referenced it today. So, oh, maybe they, uh, yeah, they went over I, my head. yeah. See, it was I put it in your head because I just referenced it. But I was okay, just watching. Me. We're doing Clockwork. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There um, you go. I was just watching something like a documentary of something, and it referenced the movie. And, uh-huh. and I was like, I oh, it was like a really movie review about something. And it referenced yeah. it. And I was like, I got to give that movie another chance. <laughs> you hated it, huh? Oh, I hated man. it. Tony, you ever seen it? What? First and only. Okay. What are we talking about now? So the you homework and extra credit Clockwork? are yeah. from 71 and 73. There we go. You're going back. But yeah, I've seen Clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So there we go. So how was your guys' weekend? What did you guys do? So I was I guess Scott. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend, Scott? Oh, geez. Uh, besides that premiere of the Dark Room, uh, mm-hmm. and then after the fact, hung out and had drinks over in Wolfgang Pucks. Eh, not such Ooh, a bad fancy. <laughs> well, well, you know, fancy. it happened to be close by to the theater. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. It's you know that drive up to L.A. is not the most entertaining. Oh, oh man! Two, I told uh, about that weekend you did where you went three times: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh my, yeah. Because I went out oh. Friday, saw the premiere of All Through the House, and they were giving away hedge clippers, original <laughs> hedge clippers Whoa. that the cast was signing, which was what the character was using in the film as the murder weapon drive back up on Saturday night, go with Jewel Shepard, because she was performing comedy at some comedy place up there. And then, I forget, we went for a signing that Sunday. We drove back up there again. Yeah. You're pretty so exhausted, was, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. He, oh, oh, dude, he's, yeah. he's a beast, this guy. That's crazy. It'll have ways open the whole time, and he'll have it right in his face, and just drive in, and yeah. He, yeah he's... Well, you saw the video. We were both napping while we were on our way up. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was a waste. Yeah, you know, and good thing they didn't see the mustard stain on your shirt too. 
Oh, they didn't? Me and that hot dog, no. <laughs> I think I, I think I blurted out. I think you... <laughs> uh, did you see your shirt then? Yeah. Uh, probably hit it. Can't even tell. That's behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> yeah, always have an extra shirt in your car, so when you spill crap all over you, you can actually, you know, change out before you go to see a movie or something. Good advice. Exactly. Good advice. Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, the Beyond Fest. That was the most fun I think we had Raw. When we went to see that film Raw, that oh, yeah. uh, you remember the whole audience visible. I mean, just viscerally groaned at the same time during the one scene. Yeah, you don't see that in films now. Exactly. Getting that full theater experience. You know, usually you see that with comedy where everybody's just cracking up or anything, but it's everyone getting grossed out or gagging. And, you know, and and, and when you go to Beyond Fest, you know, you're going to get your, you know, your cinephiles and your people that love movies and the genre movies and horror movies. So, you know, they've seen it all. So when when they're getting disgusted and freaking out, you're like, yes, this is special. This is something unique. You know what I mean? I got to meet the two guys from Monster Squad there, you know, to get to sign my seven inches, so that was rad. You were able to pick up some more stuff. Your your your, <laughs> your album, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah seven inches. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The four the four variant covers. Right. Right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Beyond but Fest yeah, is so- not all. Uh, Beyond Fest isn't all horror. They snuck in uh, Big Trouble in Little China because it was the 30, 35th anniversary, I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's that. Right, but it's just, yeah, it's everything. But I mean, the one day we went, we saw uh, a terrible copy of Martin. But fuck, man, that movie, that movie stuck with me, man. I still think about it. It was such a oh. cool movie. Yeah, it was the original 16 millimeter, and the film had to shovel to the point. It was all pink, pretty much, when we were watching it. <laughs> Yeah. I felt like we were in a bad yeah. porno theater, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. sticking to the floor and <laughs> people in trench coats. Like, why are they wearing trench coats? It's fucking hot. Oh, oh, that's right. Exactly. Um, but it's what did, they show, yeah. what did they show after that? They showed um, the crazies. The crazies. That's right. That's right. We didn't finish it because we wanted to get in line to see Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Right, but you also wanted to get those signatures on your, you know, from the Monster Squad. So, that's right. That's why we got out early. That's right. That's right. right. Oh man, that's right. That was a long day. We did that. Then watch Raw, and then watch something. Yep. Hang out with Ken Free afterwards. So that's always rad. Yep. That's right. But that was another. That was a long, long weekend ago. I'm, I'm we're backtracking here. I'm talking about this weekend. <laughs> so you, you didn't do it. What did I, I? I got sick this weekend, so I, I pretty much just chilled. Saturday's always busy, taking the kids around, doing everything, and. uh um, Chris got this project on Neil Armstrong we're going to work on tomorrow. I pretty excited to print out some pictures. And it's called Hero in a Bag. Kids do a presentation. And with my new late shift, I get to see his presentation. I get to see him sitting at school, which is really cool. I'd always miss out on stuff like that, you know. So I'll be able to get to watch him do his presentation. Um, so I'm so excited to help him out uh, and get our hands on and help him out with that. Um, and, you know, and see if Stanley Kubrick actually directed the moon landing or did he act, or was actually someone there you know hmm. we'll see we'll see if he brings up his uh hmm. throws up the illuminati symbol and starts you know throwing up you guys heard of that right that whole story that documentary room 2237 that kubrick directed the moon landing you guys ever heard of that no you never heard of that you never heard of that uh and i know the conspiracy the moon landing was was faked yeah. um, but there's a conspiracy that kubrick is the one who shot it 
Only because he did 2001. Well, there's a documentary called Room 237, and it's all about, like, you seen that, Scott? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, man, it's all these conspiracy theories on The Shining. Um, I think, yeah, it's all about The Shining, but there's all these different conspiracy theories about, like, uh, there's, like, four different groups of people that uh, have their own conspiracies, and it's just fascinating. I mean, it's such a fun watch. It's, it's very cool. Um, it reminded me of that. And then today, just hang out even more. We took it really easy. I think I must have watched like 100 episodes of SpongeBob today. Um, and then, um, yeah, just wait. Just chill and open and get better for next week um, or for this Saturday for the signing. Um, get ready to, yeah, to have another adventure to Burbank real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. See Barbara Crampton. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, get her to sign my, your next. That would be cool. Um, I told, I mentioned that story when, remember Tony, we were chasing Shardy. It had to have been her, right? It was totally her. The heroine. Oh, yes. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were chasing her down. Walking after Through Comic-Con. Uh, we me, man, she's fucking walking fast. Yeah, she's hustling. Uh, we committed, right? We walked through like four hours just to get to her. Uh-huh. Oh, man. She must have been in a hurry because she was gone. And we were, I mean, we were hauling ass behind her, too. Or she heard us, our footsteps. <laughs> she just climbed That's most of what she was probably scared <laughs> of us, you know? She's probably... Thought she was in the movie again. Because yeah. <laughs> Scott, he has um, one of his masks signed by her. Cool. Yeah, from your next, the one of the wolf. Uh, no, no, yeah, the wolf. It's hanging up on the wall. I got, yeah, I got the sheep and the wolf. Oh, I wonder if I should bring that too. I should, huh? Yes, you should. Yeah. If you guys, uh, oh, you were talking about you to the movie. Uh, yeah. Fonz, you were talking about classics. One came to mind: Scanners. I was thinking about. Yeah, that is one of those cult classics that even I'm kind of familiar with. It was. Um, I know. I know the gif of the heads blowing up. Blowing no, no, no. I'm thinking of um, that other movie. Well, I'm thinking something else. Yeah. Yeah. Scan it. No. I never. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. You haven't seen Scanners? No. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely worth. That's a homework, maybe. That's a homework. Yep. Yeah, Tony's going to write it down so you don't have to think of it next yep, week. Yep, so I don't have to think next week. <laughs> See, I knew it. Lazy motherfucker. <laughs> uh, what'd you do, Tony, this weekend? How about, uh, how about Videodrome? We thought we saw I, that. That's another one. on Netflix. I never, yeah. Cronenberg, he's, he's interesting. Yeah. Oh, we saw Crash and we were like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> can't, I can't recommend Crash. Yeah, I thought you liked it. Tony liked it. I think. I'm pretty sure we it was, we talked about it. Oh, it was an extra credit, um, yeah. or an extra. Sorry, it was an extra on episode 56 back in March 20th of 2011. Someone talked for seven minutes and 53 seconds on Videodrome. Wow. Yep. Huh. Wow. But we wow. haven't all reviewed had, it. Wow, that's pretty good. You were able to pull that out there. Oh, yeah, Tony's connected to the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was plugged in. Pull anything out. You need anything? Yeah, he's plugged in. Yeah, that's a classic alone, Videodrome. Yeah. Uh, yeah Deborah Harry? I mean, come on. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't beat that. Good stuff, yeah. What did, um, what did, uh, what'd you guys do, Tony, Harley? We finally got some good weather. I went for a bicycle ride today with a buddy of mine. Took the dogs out. When you say good weather up where? Where do you live? Because Scott doesn't know where you live. Oh, I'm in I'm in far far NorCal, so I'm basically on the Oregon border. I'm up in the mountains. Ooh. Wow. 
So yeah, I did, uh, finally broke the old mountain bike out for the first time in months. And, uh, me and my buddy Mike did a little seven mile ride along the, uh, the lake, took some Damn. pictures at the river and took the dogs for a run. So that was good. Uh, Chris got screwed. She's, uh, she's actually supposed to be in San Diego right now. Uh-huh. Hey. She's, uh, supposed to be down there for work. Mm-hmm. And she, Left this morning about nine o'clock to Medford, which is the uh, the closest reasonably sized um, airport. It's about an hour and a half north, and it is in Oregon. We, I've flown out of Medford. It's a it's a pretty small airport, and she was going to fly mm-hmm. from Medford to San Francisco, which is about an hour long flight, and then from uh, San Fran to San Diego. And ironically, the airport was going to drop her off at five miles from her best friend that lives down there now. So, no way. so she she le- what's that? I said no way. Yeah, so it's the it's her friend that got married when we went down there. Right, she got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you guys intercepted. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. We cock blocked her own way. So, um, <laughs> so. Uh, so she left today about 10 o'clock. I think her flight left was supposed to leave at 1. She gets halfway there, gets a text that says her flight from Medford to San Francisco was delayed. Mm. And it was delayed so long that she was going to miss her San Francisco to San Diego leg. Mm. So Damn, she calls and they reschedule it, which was going to give her a six-hour layover in San Francisco. Damn. So she was gonna have to sit in San Francisco for six hours. Fuck. So she's like, "Fuck!" And this is like in a rest stop where she's doing all this telephoning, basically. Mm-hmm. So she gets back on the car in the car, drives there. By the time she gets to the airport, they fucked her again. Ooh. This time, there's a longer wait in Medford, which is gonna screw up. And then they kept, they did it another time. So she said, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going home and we'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> so she turned yeah. around and came home and now she's got to try it again tomorrow. So she literally drove three oh. hours um, up to Medford and back to just deal with cocksucking United. So, which I guess they've been having, uh, if you look them up in the news, their <laughs> issues. No, no, so, what's, what's happened? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're screwing everybody. So I got a oh, feeling uh, CEOs or somebody's going to heads will roll. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel bad. She got stuck, and that's got to be stressful. Mm-hmm. So, For sure. uh, you know, we're in the middle of trying to buy this house in Lake Shastina. We're going to see if that happens. If it does, it'll happen in the next month. So, uh, but that's been real stressful. There's. The, the it's not a typical sale. There's actually a third party involved that like buys the house from the from the original seller and then resells the house to us in the exact same day. It's this bizarre double escrow thing that oh, the that's uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I never heard of it before, but it's it's because the owner of the home is re is being relocated by his work. And so rather than sell it typically, a company's doing it for them. And so they use this third party, which buys and sells the house. And the same is fucking bizarre. And it's all about 
you know, somebody's getting rich off somebody else. So it doesn't cost us anything. So we're not really, uh, we don't really care about it too much, but it does create some more paperwork for Chris and she's been handling all the paperwork. So it's been stressful. So, mm-hmm. um, luckily it's a new house. It was only built 10 years ago. And so, um, mm-hmm. but it's all, it's all coming. It's all building up. School's out. Um, you know, Anna's graduation is on a Thursday. The last day of school is Friday, and we get keys on Saturday. So um, it's yeah, it, it's going to be. Uh, yeah. And then there's all kinds of prep we got to do to this house to rent it out. So that's going to suck. So so you are going to rent it out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I won't sell it. Right. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of the family home. So we'll just rent it out. We have some um, some friends at the school that. Um, we watch her kids, and then she watches our kids. Good mm-hmm. kids, good family. Considering I'm always bitching and moaning about uh, about the the kids at school, she's she's they're they're good kids. Um, yeah, I started off with a bang on Friday night at the end of work. I actually had to call the sheriff, whoa, uh, because because a kid's parent wouldn't come to pick up his kid. So that oh, was uh, that was frustrating. It's it's a parent yeah. that is. Late a lot, mm. and I've warned them repeatedly. You have to be on time to pick up your kid. Um, and so I've I've I called the 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 um, administration, and uh, uh-huh. and they were like, uh, "Yeah, call the sheriff. The sheriff will come." And uh, so the sheriff had to get involved, which wasn't my ideal. But um, Scott, I work at the uh, at the local elementary school, and I run the after school program. Hmm. My hat's off. Yeah, it's 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 been a stressful. Uh, it's been my first f- foray into the education system, and it has been. There's a lot of uh, poor white trash around me. Aha! Uh-huh. It's uh, uh-huh. and so there's a big uh, meth pop problem up here, and. A lot of criminal neglect going on, and so one of the reasons why we're moving. So um, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, so I got to deal with all these fucking imbecile parents and and all their <laughs> shithead kids, and uh, uh, so anyway, so yeah, it started it started my weekend off with a bang. That's for sure. There you go, man. How about you, OCP? You started off with a bang too. Um, yeah, I don't remember much of Friday night. We. Um... Well, most of most of last week, I have not been able to catch up on um, my jet lag sleep schedule. Um, like every night, still out of huh? huh? Told you, man, jet lag is a motherfucker. Well, I mean, like the first night back, that was totally jet lag. Couldn't go to sleep till one a.m. because it's the first yeah. day back. Second night back, yeah. we had our podcast. Well, I'm going to end up staying up late <laughs> because of the podcast. Yeah, the next yeah. night, I couldn't sleep <laughs> till, till one a.m. Um, and so that was. What, that was Tuesday on the Wednesday, Wednesday on the Thursday. Thursday on the Friday. I don't remember what happened Thursday to Friday night. But um, Friday night, we went out with a coworker of mine and um, actually Ricky and Caitlin. They were both at our, our wedding. Um, so we went out with them just to – we went to Players right down the street. Um, All right on. But apparently, I, I I mean, I was I was drinking. I was having a good time. And then – then I started trying to drink people, the girls' drinks. Ricky wasn't there yet, oh, <laughs> so that so oh, and, and and Lane knows how to handle it. So she just takes my drink and puts it down, and then we we talk a little bit for like two minutes, and then I go to t- 
take a sip again and she's like nope takes my drink and puts it down and apparently i was <laughs> like, like the whole ch- child. I was, i'm total yeah. total child um um but the whole time I'm like sitting, sitting down and then standing up and sitting down and standing up and just like fidgeting. Oh my gosh. And one of the, oh one God. of the, at one point I went to the bathroom and the bouncer came over and was like, do you guys know that guy? No. <laughs> and Lainey was like, yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> uh, he was totally worried that I was just some creeper that was trying to steal the drinks and, 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 like bugging him and whatnot. That someone noticed it. And it's, say yeah, the bouncer. You know? Yeah, apparently he, they said he was watching me all night because <laughs> I was noticeably drunk, <laughs> trying to take their drinks. And <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, that is hilarious. So um, at one point, like I get a, she lets me get another beer, and she's like, "That has to last you um, the rest of the night." And I, and apparently I played along. I said okay, and so I was just sipping it. Like I I, I nursed it properly um at that point ricky um came over we we ended up relocating outside because he had his dog with him um so i was playing with the dog and you know and, and so there was enough distraction that i wasn't trying to steal everybody's drink <laughs> and so then like, from, what is wrong with this guy yeah, yeah no, that's, that's just what i do I, I, I think i'm pretty sure it's after five drinks worth i will start yeah. trying to drink people's drinks and it's not it's not that like it's just like, hey, look, there's a drink. It's not that I think it's someone's drink and I'm trying to steal their drink. It's like, oh, look, there's a drink right there. Except that one time when I totally poured Harley's drink into my cup. Um, that was, yeah. probably, that was yeah, pretty deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, he's so upset about that. You know that, right? Oh, I'm sure. You owe me a drink, motherfucker. <laughs> I got it. I, it. It's saved. I have a, a drink worry. mixed. Harley, I was going to ask you, I forgot. Um, I don't know if your kids are in it, but the, the latest rage now is this fidget spinners have you seen these yes they've already shown up at the fucking school and i've already had to take them away thank you next <laughs> i should have known okay no the biggest one now <clears throat> all, all these little bastards want me to 3d print them fidget spinners <laughs> oh yeah see yeah. can you sure i need the bearings okay. right. i need the right i can yeah, i have to measure yeah. the bearings. have you seen these tony oh of course i almost i almost bought a fidget i i bought the very first fidget cube that was on kickstarter that kind of started this whole trend um for the fidget you know toys but uh a fidget spinner i've been waiting for those to kind of like settle down so i can get one that i really want um you know well ironically for the last three months rubik's cubes have been all the rage i've been yeah i've had a rubik's cube forever at my desk and and i and i fidget with it and when my my because I bought the fidget cube when it came in, because you can't I did, drink alcohol at work. So I did <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but I didn't like the fidget cube because I was so used to fidgeting with the Rubik's cube. Uh, yeah, wow. like it's like a like a different feel. It's it's and, and and I got used to it so much that I was like, eh, I didn't even like the fidget cube anymore. Oh, or, funny. Yeah. So I'm picturing like Harley, you're, you're in class or you're whatever, and they're just fucking spinning them on their fingers. Oh, right? I just, I just, say, I say, put your, put it, put it away. Put it away. Put it away. Yeah. If I yeah. see it again, I'm taking it away. But the thing with the Rubik's cubes is there's like 50 yeah. different versions of it. They go by the number by the number. So the Rubik's cube that we all know is a three by three, right. but they have four by fours, eight by eights, ten by tens. 
They have pyramid Rubik's cubes. They, uh, it's, yep. they have like like hexagonal Rubik's cubes. Those have it's, been around for a while. That's not new. No, but it's it's all the rage at my school. Oh, it's 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 new that it's cool to take them to school. Yes, that's what it is. But it's not cool to take them at school because Mr. Martin here is sick and fucking tired <laughs> of them. <laughs> well, nobody wants to play with you and your fucking pogs. All right, get over it. It's not coming yeah. back, Harley. Give up on the pogs. They're not Are coming you back. Kidding me? I have to, I have all the slammers and the stackers, yes. and, and I need more. You do I need not. To get my collection on. You do not. They still sell them on Amazon. I just looked up pogs. Oh my god! Awesome. Fourteen ninety nine. Sure you get a, an entire collection on hundred and two. Yeah, hundred and two piece. Wow! Yeah, so that's right. It says no capping game slammers. Man, that's crazy. I mean, it's literally amps of cardboard. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's it. I think that's going to conclude episode 355 of the Bad Boys Podcast. We just randomly ranted on all things movies. I want to thank my buddy Scott for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Hope you had fun. Completely. Thank you so much oh, for the Oh man, it's always so fun when you find someone that like um really enjoys a movie and they and they can express themselves really want to talk about it. So the fact the fact that you had just watched Prestige, I mean it was just perfect timing. So like I said, I've been wanting to get I wanted to get you on the podcast um for, for forever now. So this is it just worked out perfectly and I love that. So again, thanks for joining us. Um I guess, you know, if you haven't already liked us on Facebook, please do so. You know, follow us on Twitter. We're on everywhere on iTunes. If you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, please do so. Really appreciate it. Look out for my next YouTube video with me and my buddy Scott here, Savage Scott. We'll be checking out that Beyond the Gate signing. And um, Oh, yeah, that's going to be a nice Savage weekend. That should be fun, yeah. We ain't go, go and come right back. <laughs> just, your, just your style. Um, I mean, that's it. Um, we'll boy fun to stay right together. Harley, our voice will die together. <laughs> Bad boys for life. It held up pretty well until the very end. Usually oh, you're doing great. End. I applaud you. Yeah. Yeah.